You're listening to the Her Leadership Coach podcast for the quietly determined career woman who's looking to step up into her first or next level leadership role. If you're looking to make a bigger, more positive difference in your organization, you've come to the right place. Well, hello, welcome in. It's Rochelle. Thanks for joining me on today's episode where we are talking about how to manage up. And boy, this really can feel tricky at first, at least if you're anything like me. I, managing up can sound daunting, right? It's, it's like as if it's like some master manipulation or telepathy where you're going to get managers to do what you want them to do just by mind tricking them. In reality, if we step back and look at it from a, like a foundational point of view, it's simply good relationship management. And don't we need to do that as leaders anyway? Today, I'm going to talk about three techniques that you can use that will help you manage up in a way that will not only work for you and your manager, but will accelerate your next promotion. Big call? Maybe. Uh, But I've worked in public service for 10 years, and let me tell you, I have had to learn a thing or two about managing up in my time. Thankfully, my psychology degree has come in handy with this, along with a number of successful and probably not so successful attempts. Now, I don't know about you, but I have found the point at which I start to wonder seriously about how to manage up is generally when I encounter a manager who drives me crazy. You know the kind I mean, right? Like they're not listening to a word you're saying. You feel like you're shouting into a void or their default answer is just no, Ugh, drives me crazy. Uh, or they want you to run every little thing past them before you actually do anything. Talk about red tape. What I've found is when we've got a good manager, like a real leader, we just don't tend to think about managing up. It doesn't come into our mind. However, what I've found is it actually pays to know how to manage up whether your manager is a good leader or driving you crazy. Why is that? Well, if you're an aspiring leader, your goal is to create the best relationship with your manager that you can because you want them to sing your praises even when you're not in the room. Okay, Now, before we get into the detail, I'm going to say something I want you to know. You're probably not going to love this. It's probably not going to seem fair. This might even mean more work for you. And that is what it is. Are you ready? Okay. Managing up is not about getting your manager to do what you want them to do. Annoying, hey? (laughs) Some people are attracted to the idea of managing up because they have really strong convictions or they have some innovative ideas. Some because their values are being trampled all over. And if you listen to last week's episode, you might recall one of my values being autonomy. Anytime I've had a micromanager, boy, have my values been trampled on. We think that managing up will allow us to somehow channel these convictions or ideas through our manager and by that make changes, create an impact, make a difference. Or we think we can cause them to change behavior 
and stop trampling on our values, for goodness sakes. Unfortunately, that's not how this work works. The skills I'm going to talk to today are best for those who themselves want to lead, not simply driving from the back seat. So this will help you if you want to bring your convictions and your innovative ideas out yourself rather than having to go through a manager. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, let's jump into it. All right, so your first one is understanding who your boss is. Now, it is up to you to build a good relationship with your boss, whoever they are and whatever their style may be. And I told you this might not seem fair, but this is about foundational relationship building. And that is a key skill for an aspiring leader. However, I think we often forget we need to to build these relationships in all directions, right? As a leader, we feel like we need to build relationships with our teams, which we definitely do. However, we also need to build relationships with colleagues, so across, and we definitely need to build relationships with the people we want to influence, which are our managers, other managers, senior leaders. So yeah, this is about building relationships in all directions. If you have the type of boss that you can sit down with and have a more personal conversation, then I suggest you do it. I I don't mean tell me your personal problems kind of conversation. I don't think that should be high on your list unless you have a really close relationship. Fine. But you might want to look at questions like, hey boss, where are you looking to head in your career? Or a different tack. Maybe what are some things I can do better or differently that will help you succeed. Notice I took the emphasis out of us and onto them. How about, is there a team member you've loved working with? This is really good for a new boss. um, If you've come into a team, right? Or, Or they're just new to you in general and you haven't seen what kind of people they like working with. And then follow that one up with what was it about the way they worked that you appreciated? These are all really good clues for you. Few people actually do this with their boss, sit down and have a conversation about them because they just don't think about it. We're all so focused on our own careers, which, you know, that's fair, but we forget to make those of others a priority. I am sure, however, if you do ask your boss these questions, you will stand out to them and that will make them work harder for you. You also want to notice as much as you can about how your boss shows up and interacts with the world. So is your boss an introvert or an extrovert? Do they seem more task oriented or people oriented? And do they appreciate key points? when you're giving them information or all of the details. And remember, I did say this might mean more work for you. I would love it if your boss was doing this for you as well, getting to know you, Um, understanding how you like to work. However, it's not always the case. Either way, what I want you to do when you understand all of that about your boss is adjust your communication with them to suit their communication style. Yes, I want you to work on bending a little bit. It's what leaders 
or next level leaders, as I call the great ones, it's what they do. Now, if you're not sure where your boss fits on the introvert, extrovert scale, task oriented, people oriented, you can always ask them, right? Or alternatively, watch for how they communicate with you. If they're sending you emails with dot points, make sure you try and do the same back. Yes, imitation is a form of flattery, but it's more practically a way to sync you and your boss's work habits, and it helps to establish compatibility. All right, so that was the first one. The second one, it's all about getting your needs met. Or is it? When we're talking about difficult bosses, it's important to remember that bosses are not simply either amazing or downright awful, right? There's a wide range of managers in between who we might refer to as difficult, from the mildly annoying to the highly toxic. More often than not, I've found there are two reasons we feel our bosses are difficult. Either their values aren't the same as ours and or they're not meeting the needs we have as an employee. So first thing I want you to recognize is it's okay to have different values from your boss. It does not make one of you better or worse than the other. Chances are, if you think your boss's values are weird, they probably think yours are too. That's okay. Teams of two don't have to see eye to eye to respect each other and achieve great things. If you think of, say, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak, the founders of Apple, their values were not aligned at all. But together, they literally changed the world. So I mentioned values and needs. Let's look at needs. I want you to think about what needs you have that you're expecting your boss to meet right now and that perhaps they're not meeting. So to give you an example, one of my needs at work is to improve. I don't like getting too comfortable. I always like to stretch myself, take myself to the next level. So at, there was a time I was working hard to get into a leadership role and I asked my then manager, to help me identify my gaps, like what did I need to work on? What did I need to improve to get to that next level? I thought that was a reasonable question to ask a manager. After all, they're there, they're at that level. Surely they can look back and see what I was missing. So this particular boss's response was to give me an article from 1978 on management and said, read this. That was it. No, no personalization, no discussion, no conversation, just an article from 1978. Needless to say, that did not get my needs met. What I realized and what I want you to know is you cannot force your boss to meet your needs. So what I want you to think about, what are some of the ways you can get your needs met that don't involve your boss? So for me in that example, I went out and found myself a mentor. It was a leader at work who I admired, who also knew me and my work. I asked them if they could help me improve. It ended up working out really well. Um, I got the leadership role, and it took the pressure off and the frustration out of the relationship that I had with my boss. Not to say it was all smooth sailing from there, but it was a lot better when I stopped looking to them to meet my needs. Now, 
if you're currently working for a highly toxic boss, someone who, for instance, belittles you at every opportunity, then managing up should come second to survival mode until you can get out. I do not believe that any job is worth your health, mental or physical. So I want you to get a support network in place so that they can help you remember that you are not what they make you feel like you are. And I want you to limit your interactions with that person as much as you can. Okay, finally, we're going to look at what I call your turn to shine. So what what we're going to do is get your boss to know you enough to sing your praises when you're not in the room, right? How can you let your manager know what you're capable of without appearing to be a bragger? Because I know none of us like to think we're bragging, right? It feels uncomfortable. There are ways to do this. So one is to listen for opportunities when you're talking to share stories not, not facts, stories that highlight things you've accomplished in the past. And you want to use this in a way that benefits the people that you're talking to, right? You're using this as um, lessons or highlighting ways of doing things. So if other colleagues are talking about something that isn't working for them, you might let them know over time you did it successfully and what you did right. You might also be able to share a time when things didn't go right for you, but you learned lessons from it, especially if you ended up turning the situation around, right? When your boss asks what they can do to help you develop, and I'm hoping your boss asks what they can do to help you develop, I want you to be ready to give them an honest answer. Now, it's going to take some strategic thinking. You need to think about this now so that if they ask you, You've got it covered. If they don't ask you, you can ask them to help you develop. It may or may not go well like it did in my case, but it's worth asking. I want you to remember to tell them about where you want to go in your career and what will help you get there ahead of time. Now, to know where you want to go, like I said, it's going to take some strategic thinking. It helps to start with understanding your values, your interests and your skills. And then look at how they align with the various career paths available to you. So if you think being a computer programmer looks like fun, but you value connecting with people and you have absolutely no skills in programming, you can either go out and learn those skills and come up with a way to connect with people outside of work or maybe consider a different career path. Look, it's easy to get frustrated with your manager when things aren't going as you'd like. I get it. I've been there. At the end of the day, what's within your control in the relationship is how you show up and how you interact with them. So that's how managing up boils down. By getting to know your boss, understanding how to get your needs met, and being ready with stories about how you've shined. Do these three things and your career journey is going to be on the up in no time. Thanks for joining me this week. If you want to continue the conversation about managing out, why not join us in the Women in Leadership Facebook group? You'll find the link in the show notes. 
We are a community of leaders and aspiring leaders. What is not to love about that, I ask you? If you got value out of this episode, I would love it if you could share it with others. Uh, I really appreciate Tracy for doing exactly that this week and letting me know. So thank you, Tracy. And of course, if you've been listening to podcasts for any amount of time, you'll know that rating the show and leaving a review helps others find the show. And I would really appreciate that. Until next week, continue to lead the way her way.